All right, so we'll start the podcast with I'm Matt Yorg. I'm Wyatt Nelson. Uh, and we've got Lindsay Cernick here with us today uh, for our interview project for consumer behavior. Uh, we're glad to have you, Lindsay. And we'll just start with our first question being kind of some background information about yourself. Yeah. If you have any uh, information for us there. Sure. So I'm from West Fargo, born and raised. I went to West Fargo High School. From there, transitioned to NDSU. I got my undergrad in psychology. Was pretty involved on campus. I loved it so much that I figured graduate school is the way to go. But I wanted to be a counselor that whole time. Uh, so I went into the master's in clinical mental health counseling program, and from that found I don't really want to be a counselor. So at that point, I had the choice of okay, what do I do at this point? So I talked to my advisor. And we really talked about student affairs. Um, so I transitioned more into working in higher education. After grad school, I went to work at UND uh, and then ended up at Border States as a learning and development specialist currently. Okay, awesome. And then uh, what college did you study at? I went to NDSU for undergrad and then from there uh, transitioned just down the street, pretty close. Okay. To all right. And then another question we had was just kind of how important networking was throughout your college years or even high school years, if you kind of went through that at all. Oh, I think networking is one of the biggest pieces that you can do. Um, so I think it can be scary sometimes to mm -hmm. talk to professors. And when I was at UND, I was teaching undeclared students. and We had a lot of conversations on networking with your professors, whether that's in the research lab, um, classes that you're taking, get to knowing people. Um, and talking to companies when they come to campus too, I think is a really big deal, whether that's going to the career fairs or if they just host a night at the career center, uh, get to know people. And I think it's been fun. We're not the biggest community. So the connections that you do make really do last. So even for example, in undergrad, I had several positions on campus, one of them in the Office of Admissions. So my supervisor from the Office of Admissions, um, I stayed connected with throughout the years and was uh, working with the College of Business Mentoring Program, which I'm a part of, uh, which through that, I got the email, hey, there's a professor on campus looking to do this sort of podcast piece, which, legit led us to talking today okay so okay, cool. i mean i made that connection eight years ago nine years ago still and talking to them today yeah we're still talking and that's, that's literally awesome. how we got together today so i think it's just really important to have that networking piece and knowing that networking isn't just what you can take from a person right it's what you bring to the relationship okay so always working to see hey what can i do for you what can i do for you and it's also not getting lunch every week or every month, right? It's sending an email. If I see an article and I think it's going to go to your interest, I'll send it to you. Okay. It's right. those little pieces. Staying connected on LinkedIn and just saying hi to others too. When you see them about and ask how things are going. Right. So networking is absolutely huge, I would say. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, were there any courses that you specifically picked out that like would help? you choose your career path or gave you valuable experience for your job? I love this question because I sat on it and I went, I can't think of a specific course. I mean, there's so many that we take. Um, I mean, yes, there are those that were related to like my site courses, which that led into grad school. Um, but I think in all of the courses, there are those themes of you learn how to be a hard worker in undergrad, right? We take classes that we're not necessarily that interested in. 
you still have to do the work. And I think that applies to the professional world. We all have aspects of our job that you don't love, but they have to get done. So that, I mean, critically thinking in our courses, you're learning how to work together, you're learning how to work independently. That's what I took from those courses. And then I think of the ones I took in grad school about appreciating diversity and communication skills. Those are things that we use every day, whether it's in work or it's in our personal life too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then another question, kind of more so getting into your job and related to that aspect of things, kind of just um, what led you to the profession that you're at today and kind of just like a normal work day for you, like what that usually entails. What led me to the profession? That's a good one. So in grad school, it was literally maybe four months into the program that I was like, oh, I don't think I want to be a counselor. <laughs> Um, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it was just an understanding of I don't want to take that home all the time. Um, and so it was having that genuine conversation with my advisor of what do I do? You know, am I, am I kicked out of the program? What does that look like? That was scary. Yeah. Um, but then my interests were in higher ed. At the time, I had an assistantship at student success programs. Um, so I knew I loved working with students. I was teaching student athletes. Um, but it was taking that jump of you have to be authentic and recognize this isn't working for me. What can I do? So with his help, um, Dr. James Krakowska, he's still a professor in the program, okay. rock star. Okay. Um, but he had the guidance of what are you interested? Let's explore that. So I was able to make some independent studies. Then from there, it was, okay, I love this. So that's why when I saw the position at UND, I mean, I was commuting every day for about that hour and a half each way, okay. but I love getting to work with students. Okay. So um, going from there and then the backtrack of, I didn't want to commute anymore and it sounds so selfish, but like you've driven and have mm -hmm. to go down the winters and it's for not sure. that fun. So I had to, again, be authentic and make that choice of, do I want to keep commuting for a job I really like? Or what does it look like if I stay in town? Right. Um, so that's what led me to border states. I think I saw it like on LinkedIn okay. post um, where I'm still educating. It's the adult version versus, right. you know, the college piece. But that has been so much fun. I'm learning something new every day. So to the point of what does every day look like, yeah. it's totally different. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. just so much fun. You get to work. It's either kill me, get some emails, let me hop in a meeting. Um, right now, I get to work on our company engagement survey. I'm making a leadership program for a corporate office, and for we've got about 100 branches across the country, so leadership program for them. I'm working on a mentoring program, um, career pathing, and just a whole bunch of different hats. So whatever the need is, um, I try to hit it in the morning. You know what they say, like, eat that frog. You do the really tough stuff first. Some days it's easier than others. Some days I'm a little more motivated. Other days it's like... I'll just get this stuff done so I can take them off my to-do list. Um, but from there, meetings, projects are scattered throughout. And then I think it's fun, too. Our company has 16 hours of paid volunteer time. And cool. so, I mean, you know, when you go look for jobs, that's a piece that we get to give back to the community. So I might do that. And then my employer, too, is really great about professional development. So I'm in different organizations, different pieces in the community that they – phenomenal border state supports it so i can't say what a typical day is okay. but it's True. it's filled is what yeah. it is that's kind of <laughs> nice with the job too i feel like to jump around and do different things every yes. day instead of just going to work and the same thing repetitive yeah. over and right. over that yeah. would kind of get old so yeah. i'm sure you enjoy that with border yeah. states for sure right
So uh, what skills, what specific skills do you think are required for uh, a position uh, like in a day-to-day basis job like yourself, like yours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at Border States in general, I think the skills vary because we've got about 2,500 employee owners, about 110 or 100 branches across the country. So whatever is being hired for in that role, I mean, that's different. Um, but I think kind of that common piece in all of our roles is one, we are employee owners. Border States is a 100% employee owned company. So what you do affects me, what I do affects you. I mean, your desk breaks in our Midland branch, that affects me at the branch support center at our corporate office, right? We're paying money to fix that. So we're really trying to be good financial stewards of our money, right? I mean, costs matter to all of those pieces. Um, Seeing hungry, I think is really important in a role. Knowledge, you have to be a continual learner. That's something I learned growing up. there's no done point. Mm-hmm. So be hungry for those pieces, being humble, you know, giving back to the community and then how you interact with people too. kind of being that people smart, treat others how they want to be treated. How do we communicate with others? So I think those are some of the common skills and then creativity, um, autonomy, working with the team, the stuff that you're developing right now. Right. Yep. So transitions just smoothly. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, another question we had just related to your job was things that you find more challenging or more difficult to deal with mm-hmm. in an everyday setting or at certain times with your job. Yeah. I think the challenging piece is being in the talent development field when people aren't really ready to grow or I'll do a training and you know, when you can just kind of see like an idea bristles against somebody, like you don't have buy and they're like, man, I don't agree with that. That's tough for me. Cause I want to sell certain ideas. Um, but it's always taking that step back to recognize where that person is. Maybe they're in a different season. You know, I think that comes with empathy. If you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, I can better see their lens, their perspective. So maybe I can see why this idea isn't resonating right now or that. So as much as I want people to grow, it's my job to help people grow. Um, when they don't, it's tough, but you have to respect it. And it doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I have to acknowledge their point of view. I mean, it comes down to respect and it is what it is. Right. So um, maybe you just talked about some things that you find challenging. What do you find enjoyable about your job? Every day. <laughs> Not all parts of every day, but there's something every day. Uh, I think it is so much fun getting to help people grow. And when you stretch that rubber band and they try a new concept, they think about something differently, they behave in a different way. That's really exciting. Um, and I also think it's really important to to be in a place that lets you use your strength. You know, I said before, there are going to be parts of our job we don't love, but they have to get done. But when you can use your strength, that day just cruises. Mm-hmm. So with the StrengthsFinder 2.0, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head, developer, learner, relator, responsibility, and intellection are my top five strengths. Okay. And I get to use that within my role. So... I love getting to learn about things. And then when I get to make a program around something that's going to better support our employee owners, like the mentoring program, you know, I'm doing research, putting it together because it's going to support others. I could do that all day. 
I mean, you've got stuff like in your classes. Do you just find when you get that subject, you get enough flow? Like yeah. you literally are like, oh my gosh, it's been two hours. Like yeah, right. I actually the... enjoy doing that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that I get to enjoy. I want to use those strengths. And I have that conversation with my supervisor and my team. We all know each other's strengths. So when we can play to that, it's just a rock session. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so then another question we had was just kind of something you wish you would have learned to begin your career or like say something in high school or college that you wish a mentor would have told you about, you know, something that you could give to us college students as future advice kind of. I love the weight of that question. <laughs> it's like everything coming at. So I think one of the pieces I wish I would have learned is that there's never a done point. And I've referenced being a lifelong learner a couple of times. I mean, I got the degree, I got the second degree and I got, you know, that big job and you're like, all right, let's do this. Thinking I was ready, ready, you know, we're good to go. We don't know everything. You know, it was about a month in and I was like, oh, I got a lot of learning to do. So I think taking that in stride and finding those intentional times to learn are so important. Um, you have to have that growth mindset. That's one of the things that we talk about on our team. Uh, the growth mindset means I see failure as an opportunity to learn. I'm going to challenge myself versus the fixed mindset of, I already know it and it's great, or I don't know it and I'm never going to need to know it. We're good. So continually seeing how can I stretch that rubber band? Um, that's what I'm like, I'm throwing it at you right now. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> like just don't ever be done learning. You have to keep learning. Good to know. And is that like what you would probably give to someone like in the business world? Like, just don't, don't stop learning. Is that like, Probably kind of some advice. Yeah, always learn. Um, and I think with that, I'm going to dovetail learning what your values are and sticking with them. I think in the business world, um, just in general, we're in such a busy world that we can go, go, go 24-7. I know for myself, I just, I try to fit as much in as they can in a day. Right. Um, but it's learning your values of knowing, okay, you know what? I've got work to do. I have to close this down. I was working last night. It was about 8.30. And my husband was like, are we going to watch that TV episode we talked about? And I had to stop and close the computer and say, yeah, I have to be intentional about those relationships. So yeah, knowing what your values are and sticking with them would be another piece of advice. Okay. Too. Awesome. So speaking on those values a little bit more, do you have like a certain two or three values that you, I mean, this isn't exactly a question that I had on the sheet, but yeah. do you have a certain couple values that you kind of have higher than others or that you really relate to? I think integrity is a big one for me. So if you're going to say, if you're going to say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Um, and doing it the right way. And sometimes it's easy to say, oh, I'll just take the shortcut. I'll just do it this way. But is that always the best way of doing something? You know, if something's going to take some time, if it's going to be hard, you're going to have a lot of learning in that. And it doesn't mean that outcome is going to be beautiful the first time, but you know what you need to know from those experiences. Um, and then I think just kindness is one of those values that wherever you're at, that means I'm working on something and someone comes up to my desk and needs to talk, not being snippy, right? It's right. being 
kind. And there's the golden rule of treating people how you want to be treated. But I like to do the platinum rule of treat people how they want to be treated. Okay, so I mean, we find that out by looking at people's belief systems. And you can ask questions rather than saying, you know, oh, how was your day yesterday? What does everyone always say? Good, yeah, good, yeah, fine, basic. you know, yeah. and half the time we say it and then we don't even stop to hear an answer. We just keep going. Yeah. It's literally stopping and then saying, oh, what was so good about it? You know, having those follow-up pieces, right. it starts with kindness and just treating people how they want to be treated right. and having that respect. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of times you get the like the lazy reply out of people yes. if you if you ask a lazy question. Yes, yeah. I was it good? I'd go fine. Yeah. We can so do better than that. Tell me about the best part of your day. Um, my brother is at NDSU right now, so okay. instead of saying like, "Oh, our classes," you know, good. I say, yeah. "What was the coolest thing you learned?" Selfishly, because he's so much smarter than me, like, <laughs> I get to learn too. But like, okay, what was really hard this week that I can help you with? It's those questions that. We just have to be kind to people. Yeah, that's a good mindset to have for sure. Um, are there any major resources that really helped you on your journey? Yeah, I had a lot for this one. I did my A through E. Um, so I always, again, connecting with people, right? Mentors are huge. I have several mentors. And they each take different parts kind of of my professional path. If I have a question on A, I'll go to this person. If I have a question, I'll be, I'll go to this person. And it's, you know, keeping in touch again, that networking, we'll go get dinner maybe every couple months, but it's just having that connection. Um, and the push, the chamber's got a really good push group too. So I've got kind of my cohort that I'll hang out with. It's a group of women and we push each other all the time. You always leave with a to-do list or a, a new book, you know, some yeah. reference. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to add um, I am a big reader, so anything by John Maxwell or John Gordon. I had a chance to meet John Gordon. Oh, really? um, yeah, he came. We have a leadership conference every other year, and he came this past year. I got to hand him his lunch. So it was <laughs> super cool. He didn't eat it because he'd already eaten, which is fine. But, I mean, the guy goes worldwide. But he talks about, I just finished last night, the energy bus. Um, and positivity and how we shouldn't complain. So those two are great. Uh, a lot of professional development uh, opportunities are something that my company pushes, so I'm really lucky. Anything in talent development um, with our local chapters or national, too, I'm always trying to go to those pieces. I mean, Microsoft's got a diversity workshop next week. I'm going to head that way. So whenever you can, go to those because you always learn something. Uh, and then other resources, too, I think – it was hard for me. Like you learn, you lose access to the library when you graduate, yep. which was super hard because I try to go back and do research, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have access." Um, so that was really tricky. But finding ways to better yourself. So leadership programs. Um, I'm in my third one right now, and I love it. So it's a lot of resources, but I think when you surround yourself with them, you don't feel isolated. Like there's always some place to go. So. That was my A through E for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No, that's awesome. Um, so then could you tell us a little bit about a few jobs you might have worked throughout either high school or college that kind of gave you the necessary experience to be where you are today? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't, in high school, have a job. So, like, two days after graduation, I went to the West Fargo Park District um, and started coaching there. Okay. Um, coaching so did, 
when I can put my computer away and just hang out and look at those values too, that's a success in my book too. So it's all different. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Okay, biggest failure. I think when I look back, and I fail every day, like let's be honest. I mean, that's part right. of, and yeah, you learn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you gotta own it too. People try to hide it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but one of the ones that sticks with me was when I was back at UND. Um, so I was on board. I was in housing career services. So I was working with resumes, cover letters, and then I was teaching and academic advising too. Okay. Um, so I got the position and there were going to be two success coaches. Well, the one went on maternity leave and just she never actually came back. Okay. So it was me for a really long time. And we hired another gal. And she was phenomenal. She was so good. And I kept comparing myself to that. And that's where I think that learning piece comes in. Because I kept going, oh, I do this differently. I do this a different way. Look at where she's at in her career. Well, when you, you can't compare like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm starting my career and she's finishing it. We're at two different pages there. And then we're just different people. We handle things differently. So to not be so competitive in that nature is what I learned we're better together. Mm -hmm. So I wasted so much mental energy, like comparing myself to her when we're different people, we bring different right. flavors. And so, that's something you can grow from too later on, which I'm sure really helps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I try to do it now too. We've got such a diverse team and that's where I have to be okay. I'm not great at SharePoint, like the technology pieces. Like yeah. you see my stuff here. We got to print it out. Like <laughs> that's, a skill set of someone on my team. So right. instead of saying like, I suck, I just, you know, whatever, we know, okay, I'm gonna hand this over to Sarah. She loves it. It's gonna take time off of my plate that I can now add something mm -hmm. else on too. Um, and I'm not a bad person. Like, right. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I think if you look at, you know, any job or like say like football or something, yep. you know, the, the best are good at something that they do in particular maybe like you might want to yeah. emulate them a little bit like you can yeah. learn some things but you're not gonna you got to find what you're good at yes right yeah and then go with it there's nobody else like you you yep. gotta run yep. right for sure um so i believe we've went through a majority if not all of the questions unless i'm missing something there what um i think we missed number 22 here okay um what quali qualifications does your company seek in new hires? Oh, sure. Um, so again, that'll just be different for the different positions that we hit on. But there's that humble, there's hungry, there's kind, and then that willingness to learn too. So I'm in HR kind of across the aisle from the recruiters. So it's really fun to get to hear when they have their phone screens. Um, but questions too, I think that's something that they really look for. Is someone curious? Are they going to go with the flow? Are they willing to say, you know, just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean you always need to do it that way. So they they ask those questions. Um, I'm trying to think anything else with new hires. Uh, research too, I think they always look for in the interview process if they've done their research on border states. That's really impactful too. So anytime you interview for a company, creep on them, go on LinkedIn, um, go on their website, just Google, because how cool is it when you get to an interview and say, hey, congrats on the new branch opening up. True, That's yeah. so impactful. Yeah. Um, 
And I even think, you know, in looking at job descriptions, you will have a really cool opportunity now to start building your resume up for those positions. I mean, college goes like that. Absolutely. You have to be, yeah, I mean, you know, you're at the end of yeah. it. You had to be so intentional with your time, you know. Um, so you can start going on if you know the jobs you want. Creep on LinkedIn. Like, you can type in that position and people's profiles will come up. See what they did to get their start in the career. Look at the jobs and say, okay, I need to have these and these skills. So that way when it comes to the interview, you literally can just say, oh, yeah, I did X, Y, Z. Because every resume is tailored for every position. So when you take the skills from the posting and they're on your resume, it just shows congruence. And I mean, that's yeah. when you start getting the call back for, hey, why don't you come in for another interview? Sort of yeah, for sure. So since that's all the questions we went through, is there anything that we kind of missed or that you kind of would want to talk about that you think is kind of valuable or did we cover everything for the most part? You legit covered because... I sat down and I went, okay, we're talking about the growth mindset. We're talking about finding a mentor right away, um, getting a good coach in your corner, um, failing. I mean, we kind of talked about Yeah, no, that was everything. awesome. We got a lot of very useful information from that. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah, no, that was really great. Well, it was, it was nice to have you, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Lindsay, you. so much. Absolutely. Thank you. I guess thank we'll you wrap it up then, yeah. Oh, yeah.